Hello, my fellow Brapentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Bieler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure is my old acquaintance not forgot, Mr. Shaheen Ovandi! I just wanted to follow on with that one. Oh, man. Brop, man. It's a C sharp. It's a little off. You know what they say. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Everybody needs a bosom. Four day five. <laughs> I don't understand what the 45 is. I don't either. I don't is it a, like a freeway? Has he got a gun? No, I'd be like the 405. Yeah. <laughs> Down an L.I. That reminds me. We got a couple of good uh, responses to our... Um, Rage Against Machine, <laughs> wrong lyrics. I like it. What was it? One of them was like, rolling over the family <laughs> with a pocket full of shells. Rolling over your families in a Bentley. It's good. It's all about it's the good. Bentleys up in the hill. Uh, Shaheen. Tell me. We did it. We've, we've made just it. Just slow clapping in. Slow, just, slow oh, clapping. Gosh. Got to the end. Wait, are we are we clapping the fact that we've been doing this every week now, or is it the end? As in, like two o two o is over. This is the last show of twenty twenty. <clears> assuming <throat> that I get this out on time. this is this is New Year's <laughs> Eve Eve. Yeah, we're recording on Wednesday. So what? I have like hours, twenty seven hours to get oh, this you're done. Good, you got this. Yeah, if I don't do anything, I don't know. There's an episode of The Expanse I gotta watch. Oh. I might disrupt things. Good show. If you're not watching it, watch it. I haven't so watched good. it. If you I like sci-fi, it. it's great. I love sci-fi. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Um, here, you know, for some reason, this last year I've been less about watching shows and more about uh, playing my PlayStation. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, it's it's a slightly more social event. I guess I just like Call of Duty a lot, like an unhealthy amount. I think I need to step away. Maybe I'll watch The Expanse. Probably safer for everyone. Remember that problem I said I had before the show. Yeah. Just took care is of it. Is it happening? Just happened. Is is the cat okay? Yeah, we're gonna find out. Coda, <laughs> you're a brave soul. Look at you over there. You don't even care. <laughs> I got my human. So I gotta I have to like side glance my laptop for what we're gonna talk about because Coda was very insistent on sitting yeah, on my, my lap. laptop's all out. Coda all out. Just, you tried to move her and she was like, I'll boop, bite boop, you, dude. Boop, 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 bing. Oh. <laughs> oh you almost got oh, murdered. Oh, oh, I made a mistake. Oh man, you almost got murdered. Oh. That cat's like, I know where the knives are, motherfucker. Oh. You have to sleep at some point. Oh, wow. She's all triggered. Hey, did you notice I'm wearing a hamburger and french fry socks? Okay. So I was about to ask you about that because I've moved my, my yeah, living this, room this, around. Like, your whole living room's different. I feel like the year hasn't even ended yet. You're fucking with me. It's full circle. This is how we started. Oh. Yeah. Wow. But, oh, there, so we'll get into that because it's very, it's very meta and very zen. But I was looking at your socks. Yeah. And I'm glad you just said what they were because one of them looks very much like just BLT, like club sandwich, something That's a, going on. It's, like a, it's, it's like something a, going on. It's like a Big Mac times 10. Yeah. So I got that. <clears throat> yeah. This other one's this the other fries. one. The other one, what, I, I couldn't, I didn't see the, the, the other foot before. Right. And yeah. so all I saw was it doesn't look like French fries from where I'm sitting. Because it's upside down. You got like, this is the, the top part. The it, toe box is the is the French fry box. It looked like one of those diagrams that has like all the muscles and tendons. <laughs> so true. literally, like, because it kind of like the way the fries are set up, like 
you can kind of be like, I guess that's kind of how like the tendons in the foot are. I'm like, is that a reflexology stock? Why do you have that? Yeah, on? that's kind of interesting. That's and then I noticed <laughs> the BLT, and then I was like, well, that's a really uh, bizarre pairing to 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 do. But you know, uh, I don't judge you. It's part of my Christmas gift set. Every year, I get given a bunch of fun socks. I, I like wearing fun socks. I never wear serious socks. I don't have like any black black or white socks. I have like gnomes and dogs and you know. I respect for you. I respect you the way you are. I, I appreciate that. You know, I'm it's just ex- even if you don't respect me, you accept me the way I am. No, I respect who you are as a person. Uh, very colorful person that wears mismatched socks. Yeah, but in this case, you can do that because it's burger and fries. Burger and fries. It makes way more sense and goes way better with what we had for dinner. Burger and fries. Burger and fries. Well, we don't, we didn't do fries. They don't have very good fries. They have those like waffle fries. Those waffle fries are straight off the Cisco truck. I mean, aren't all foods in most restaurants straight off the Cisco truck? Yeah, that's why it's like highway robbery when they're like, <laughs> here's a basket of fries. It's uh, $32 because I put a truffle oil on it. And you're like, I didn't yeah. actually have a burger. You had a burger. I had, I had a, a, had a, a very chicken. spicy chicken fried chicken sandwich, which uh, I'll let you know how that is tomorrow. My stomach is regretting so much of that burger. Yeah, right you're now. making all kinds of noise over there. I it can't is. believe the cat's still on your lap. Have you, have you ever been to you, um, Yellowstone National Park? <laughs> you know how like all the pools kind of gurgle? Just It's just sitting it kinda there. kind of has got like a little, little gurgle going on. Hey, YOLO. Yep. Yep, YOLO. <laughs> is that still a thing? YOLO is still a thing? Hell yeah, it's still Even a thing. Even in 2020? I feel like 2020... Okay, okay, here's here's two things. I I am not a believer in this, like... I don't know what to call it. This 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 thing, the societal thing where we complain about 2020. Yeah. 2020 is definitely a difficult year. I'm not going to... You know, we had a global pandemic. A lot of people have gotten sick. A lot of people have died. I've right. lost friends... People lost jobs. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. Business is tough. Like there's there's reason to be pessimistic. There's reason to have to say that there's negative things that happen in your life. I don't think there's a reason to be pessimistic. I'm very much a believer in the like you overcome adversity with a positive mindset. And like today, like I sat down and I did all the numbers for the year. House Fulton Rubber's up 50%. Nice. 50%. Our podcast grew. Uh, the subscribers grew. Nice. You got some NR Pro. Uh, I got a lot more NR Pro. Um, the podcast network is doing well. My my family is safe. They're they're healthy, which is a big deal because my mom is super like prone to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a lot of things to be thankful for for this year. And so, like, you know, I wanted to do like kind of like a recap of 2020 for the motorcycle industry. And, I'm into it. And the stories for today. Yep. But I wanted to start off with like, you know, I think it's just. It's not, I'm not going to discount the fact that it's a hard time, but I think you get through the hard time by focusing on the positive. And there's like a whole basis of that in like cognitive therapy, which is a whole like offshoot of psychology. It's not an offshoot. It's a, it's a type of, uh, I mean, I think, I think humanity as, as a whole tends to appreciate the good times more because of some suffering. I'm not saying the suffering is just or okay or, or excusable, but if you can somehow survive it and move forward and something good happens, you tend to appreciate the good a little extra. Like it's a little sweeter. If you can get through this year, you can get through anything. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I mean, I grew up in war as a kid, right? So yeah, right. Like everything is, is, is the old <laughs> Iranian saying, this too shall pass. Everything is, there's nothing permanent in life. Everything changes. Everything, you know, goes away. Everything, you know, gets replaced or renewed at some point. And that that includes bad years. There's been plenty of those, and there are going to be other ones in the future. But 
here we are. We survived. Uh, like you said, mostly intact, mostly healthy. Uh, and those of the people that we know that didn't, you know, hopefully uh, we as a community can help them come up and, you know, look forward to something in the future. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think as a whole, just us individually, we've done okay for ourselves this year. And it was not without its trials and tribulations. That's certainly for sure. I, I think I probably had the most amount of stress in my adult life just this last year. Yeah. But then at the end of it, you know, a lot of great things came along. So I like it. I like the idea of, you know, having a positive mindset and moving forward. I, I think that's sort of a great coping mechanism of knowing like, you know, just, just get through this day, just do the thing, keep your head down, do the job, do the work, do the whatever it takes, do the life, and then carry on the next day. What kind of bullet points do you got today? Well, I don't know how much motorcycle riding stuff you wanted to talk about. I, I, didn't, I didn't do too much, but I did ride the uh, the R18 a little bit, and I you got did? a chance to... Uh, you had some nice weather. Yeah, I finally got a chance to ride with the showy RF14. Oh, and? Uh, I, yeah, not a not a bad helmet. It's... You're very visible. It's very... Well, I got that bright yellow. I saw you so, from a long ways away when so you came visible. to the shop. <laughs> the, the, the killer for me, I'm a large and just about every helmet i've got that head that kind of fits in everything with mm -hmm. with an asterisk on schubert i have to go up a shell size you were uh, an extra large schubert yeah wow uh it doesn't fit me in the crown huh. everywhere else fits me in the crown pretty well and it's just kind of like a difference on what we're doing with the cheeks but i i prefer a tight fit on the cheeks so i kind of get by with the different long oval round short oval whatever ...ness of it all. That being said, RF-14 is way too tight on the cheeks for me. I actually really? had to call Shoei and be like, listen, going to need some thinner pads because it's it's so painful that it hurts my jaw. It's so tight. And getting the chance to wear the 1400 versus the 1200, uh, they've definitely made it more narrow from the from its predecessor. I wonder why. I don't know why either. That's It's odd. You would think they would keep that shape. Maybe it's going to break in more over time. I'll, I'll kind of like report back on it because I will admit I haven't had as much time in it as I would like because it's, you know, 30 degrees outside. But um, it has been it has been um, it's interesting this time of year when we get these clear days, it's just extra cold, super cold. There's no there's no insulation with the clouds. That's why it's clear, though. Right. It's clear because the cold fronts come in and blowing all the cloud from keeping the heat in. Um visibility is really good yeah. i need i need to put the pin lock on it because it, it definitely fogs up super quick yeah but i i like the fact that the pin lock pins are outside of your peripheral vision uh it's a good viewing angle viewing screen through the uh, the shield which is like a big deal for me uh, i really like that the venting seems pretty good it's pretty quiet uh i, I just ding a lot of points because it doesn't have like mips or a similar technology yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still blown away when I see major brands not conform to that sort of safety standard. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be tough with Shoei and Arai because they're so big on Snell. Right. And Snell's not there yet. Hmm. So it's going to take someone like, for, truthfully, I think Shoei and Arai will not adopt a rotational thing until Snell does it, at least for their road, for their road helmets where, where Snell applies. 
Uh, we've seen them play with it a little bit in the off-road sector. I don't know how much... I don't know if I really like their system in the off-road sector too much, but at least they're doing something. They're trying. Yeah, yeah some, some they're kind They're of acting offering. like they're trying. A little something. They're doing a little something-something. I, I agree with you with the with the view, you know, the the visor uh, view. I, for me, Shoei has always been one of the better outward vision helmets. For I don't know what it is about their visors. I don't know the science or technology that they put in there, but I always seem to think it's more clear visibility for me than any other brand I've ever tried. Yeah. Uh, not super stoked on the front latching mechanism to to get the lid up and down. Like, does it get stuck or what? Yeah, it's just it's just like a really hard piece of plastic, and they're kind of relying on like a friction element to it. It's not like it's just really hard to get a positive snap. Huh. You really have to press to to get to lock the visor into it's not the like helmet. an AGV or a bell that just snaps in place. Yeah, it's not like something that has like a very obvious latch to it. Um, it feels truthfully that that part of the helmet feels like a lot cheaper. It feels like a, like a hundred dollar helmet might use. Do they still use that weird little like locking mechanism on the side of the shield? No, no, oh, goodness, that was really weird. Um, like but it does have good ratcheting. So like, if you want to keep it unlocked, but like just out of sliver, it's really easy to do that. Mm. I mean, all in all, like it's a basic. I would look at it as like it's a basic street bike helmet. Do you think it's it's a good helmet for a five hundred dollar price? Hmm. E, it's on the pricier side. I wouldn't say they're super off because it the 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 build quality looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Having it compared to the twelve hundred, the twelve hundred to the fourteen hundred, you're like, wow, I can see like where they made a lot of improvements. And so from that perspective, I feel like, like you're getting a lot more value compared to what it was before. Mm. But you're still paying five hundred bucks to get into a solid color one, and there might be some. 350-ish helmets that are probably about the same on par in terms of fit and finish and quality and what they're doing. You pay a little bit more for that showy name, I think. I mean, Showy's um, Showy's done a good job of building reputation for a helmet that lasts and kind of keeps that solid field for the entire life cycle. There is that. And I've been very impressed with my X14. It's, it's held up really well over yeah. time. So, yeah, it's one of the things, like, if you want to say, like, okay, like, a showy helmet's worth 100 bucks more than a competitor because it's showy, and there's, like, it's like Sony. We're just like, oh, every Sony product's pretty good. It might not be the best. It might be a little overpriced for it, but... You kind of know you're going to step into you're a gonna decent get something, product. You're not going to get a bad product. Right. Uh, I, I would agree with that. So, um, yeah, I, I think... Just my microphone there. I think, I think... Uh, yeah, it's not bad. They're not off. I would love to see that helmet at 400 bucks, but I get why it wouldn't be. Right. You know, that's probably just me being a little bit like a Scrooge. It's almost like these companies know that if if they put something at a specific price point, then it'll, you know, it's just acceptable at that point. Like a showy can't put out a $400 helmet in that range. It just wouldn't be the same for them. It's like expecting, you know, I don't know. Ducati to make a six thousand dollar bike. There's a lot of research that that would suggest that where quality is perceived by price, right? And it's like, like there's like this counterintuitive thing. Like you could sell X at two hundred dollars, but for some reason you'll spend you'll sell two X or three X right at nine hundred dollars because that seven hundred dollar premium for some reason connotes quality and luxury luxury or exclusive exclusivity or whatever it is yeah to a to a consumer um, ah capitalism yeah it's super weird 
Um, I'm looking at their helmet lineup. I guess this really is just kind of like the... Yeah, it's like right in the middle. It's kind of the guy. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like that they still have the RF-1100 on here. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, it's... it's it, there's nothing about it that blows my socks off. There's nothing about it I hate, though. Yeah, it's not really meant to be a blow-your-socks-off yeah, helmet, I don't think. Not really. No, that's that's where the X-14 comes in. Yeah. So, Which, it's interesting. That's one of my favorite helmets. Uh, and most of their X lineup, since the 11, 12, and 14. Um, but, boy, they're heavy for their style. They're pretty heavy. They're not They're not on the lighter end of things. Like you have to get used to it. If you're not used to a heavier helmet, it, it takes a little bit. And you don't even recognize that you've got fatigue from it. And then by the time you realize it's happening, your body gets used to it. And you just kind of wear it. But you go from that to, say, an AGV in that same price range. And it's like, God dang it, that's like a pound lighter. It really is. Uh, I don't have my spreadsheet with all the weights on it. But I think last show or two shows ago, we talked about it. Yeah. And it's it's not the heaviest. It's not the lightest. It's kind of just there. Right. I think it was on the lighter end, though. But it's, yeah. Yeah, but like the X14, every time I pick one up, I'm like, you just... That's a heavy helmet. Yeah. That's a For helmet. what it is. For what it is. Because like heavy. to me, at least in our store, you know, that's sitting right next to a, a an AGV Corsa. Like price-wise, they're about the same, around 900 bucks. Yeah. You get an X14 for a little cheaper, but yeah. Yeah. But um, I think the X14 is far more comfortable in a better street helmet than, say, the Corsa. The Corsa is just straight up a track helmet to me. It's very claustrophobic in that thing for my giant head. Yeah, I, I've got a Corsa... I like a Corsa. I, I, I before I switched to the to the MIPS, um, I was using the Pista GP R. Mm. Uh, I like that helmet a lot. Uh, it's super light. It's super aerodynamic. Super expensive. Um, super expensive. And I always tell people like buy the Corsa, not the Pista, right. because the Corsa is exactly the same. Same exact shell design. Like a hundred grams. I don't even think it's a hundred gram difference. No. I think it's like a sixty eight gram. But it's difference. almost half the price. It's like literally half the price, and. There's the no piece, parts on the, the piece that starts at like $1,400, I think. Yeah. You can get the aero spoiler as a part. You can get the hydration system as a part. It's it's all good. Um, yeah, I just wish they made that in the MIPS. I do too. I've been wearing my belt a lot. The the race, that are Pro Star or Race Star? I think it's a Race Star. Confused, it's got yeah. Bell's version of the... They got the Flex. The yeah. Flex. Yeah. Plus, it's a, Bell, I think... Currently, in my opinion, Bell makes some of the prettiest designs. They've got a good a good team on it. They got a bit of like Roland Sands thing happening. That's where I feel like the Japanese are a little bit behind. Like the Arai and the Showy graphics. It's been the same for like twenty. Yeah, years. unless you want to get a racer replica, right? Or one that's got just like that classic like '90s look to it, which is a thing. Yeah, you know, if you're into that, that's a thing. You get it. Uh, the rest of them are just kind of like, well. I, I mean, my really favorite done. design is still the X, X, X12 and then now X14, the Daijiro with the eyeballs in the back. Yeah, I've got the one with the eyeballs on the front. Do you? I the, had the ones in the back, and it was the pink and yellow one. It was just <laughs> like super bright. <laughs> Love that helmet. I was watching, again, another just rabbit hole on YouTube. <laughs> um, I forget what Winter Olympics it was, but it was one of like the last three. And it was the South Korean four-man bobsled team. And they all had HJC helmets. What? Really? HJC is a Korean company. Oh. Um, and it was funny to me because they, they all just wear motorcycle helmets. All those, unless they're like the Jamans or someone that has like a special. I always imagine they helmet. have like super 
small and like very aerodynamic most like bicyclist yeah, helmets most of the teams are using motorcycle helmets huh. but what was funny to me is they were uh i don't know not all four of them but at least two of them were wearing ben spee's replica hgc helmets with the with the texas star on the top that's amazing and i was like cracking i was like I wonder if they're just like, oh, that's got a star. It looks cool. Or if like they're all like huge MotoGP fans and maybe you're big like Ben Spee fans and they're like, yeah, let's get the let's get the the Ben Spee's one. Yeah. Hey, you would think an Olympic team would have like someone just airbrush really quickly, just something, or put a sticker on it. You know, bless the South the South Koreans. Um, not a good bobsled team. No? They ended up crashing. Like like really badly. I mean, is anyone better than the Jamaican team though? No. Probably the Swiss, but no. <laughs> uh, that was funny. I, I, I got cracked. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it's kind of like it was during that era, too. It was like the 2008 Olympics or whatever. No, it was a little early. 2000. I like your YouTube. Uh, like your history must be hilarious. Oh, man. We were going to be judged one day by our search history and like our viewing history on YouTube and oh. all these other services. Like that's going to be a reckoning. If you If you turn on my YouTube right now, because, you know, it just kind of shows you immediately the stuff you like. It just kind of yeah. tries to kind of match you up, right? It's currently Tacoma stuff. <laughs> motorcycle stuff. Obviously. Uh, there's a lot of... For some reason, I've gotten into this dark rabbit hole of this British car guy. His his channel is Car Wow, And he does these weird drag races between just odd cars. So I'm into that. And then... Uh, I wish I was making this up. But Team Ann likes Asian street food videos where there's no narration no music it's just sounds of people making eggs i'm not even making this up just is it like an eggs. asmr thing no it's not even that much sound because okay. she knows i hate asmr okay but it's just some dude just cooking up like some kind of an egg dish in korea or thailand or any number of you know asian countries and that's her favorite thing so it's like tacoma motorcycles cars eggs all right i just did an experiment didn't even look i can't even see it okay because it's outside my vision Type to YouTube.com. Let's see what mine are. Uh, oh, this is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, and also funny dog videos. That's another thing we, right, T-Man and I, I'll kind of spin this. So you know, I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> so this one. I see uh, water. Some sort of hydrofoil. This is probably because I've been watching <laughs> sailboat stuff. Here's, here's, here's a, what is that? It looks like the skeleton <laughs> event at the, at the, at the Olympics. Yep. That guy's, what's it say? Some, I can't read the name, misses her sled. That's not going to be oh, good. Oh, jeez. That's going to end up badly. A clip from Better Call Saul. World record broken in women's mile at Diamond League. Okay, cool, whatever. Lockpicking lawyer. If you're not watching Lockpicking lawyer. Lockpicking lawyer? I told you about this. Lockpicking lawyer. Love this guy. He's up in Seattle. <laughs> that's Never buy a master lock. That's <gasps> my quick takeaway. Really? From, yeah, never oh, buy a master lock. Lockpicking lawyer. That's this being added to my queue. Yeah. Uh, some Joe Rogan thing about some MMA thing. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, which is both good and bad. GoPro. Oh, Lock just, lawyer has 2.58 million subscribers. Holy shit. He's got it down. He does like these two minute videos. He does one every day. It's just him picking a lock and talking about it and he guts it. And I know absolutely nothing about lock picking. Don't, nor do I care. I clearly do. But, um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of fascinating to watch him do his thing. He's really good at picking locks. Um, what else I got? Yeah, it's just a lot of random. I'm surprised more ASMR stuff didn't show up. I can't deal with the noises, man. You know what? Like, it's the whole thing is a bunch of hooey. 
but I find it fascinating. It is a fascinating thing on on YouTube, and I'm trying to like wrap my head around it. The ASMR, yeah, just league. that whole thing. I think it's like a fetish. Like I stopped listening to NPR just because I got tired of the lip smacking noises. Mm. Why? Why do you? Why do I have to hear your tongue work in your mouth when you're talking to me? Well, that's what you pay them for. But you don't. It's NPR. Oh, sorry. You pay them to leave. That's what it is. <laughs> NPR? We're still talking about radio. Wait, what? <laughs> I've had a day, Shaheen. I've had a day. Yeah, you have. All right. I've been I've been witness to the last two hours of it. It's been pretty fun. Just really like talking sarcastically. That's an inside joke for about three people. Um, but, 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 but moving <laughs> on, did you do anything interesting before I go to the next thing? You've been riding two wheels. I just got riding your your Tacoma. It's very nice. You did finally. It's like your Toyota, but newer. It's so much newer than mine. Everything about it, it's got the um, the got a touch screen, the induction power pad for your phone. That blew my mind. I was that like, is, wow, my yeah. car does not have anything close to that. I have nothing I've ever owned. My car can barely charge a cell phone. <laughs> your, and your it's car's lights dim adapter. a little bit every time you do that. I got like a 0.25 <laughs> amp cigarette adapter. You're like, what are you doing with that? My car can charge your phone in about an hour. Your car can charge my phone 1% in about an hour. You just sit there. He's like, what but is also, it? your car is from 2004? 2006. Okay. But 14, 15 years old almost. I made a deal. So my I don't I'm not big on the New Year's resolutions thing. Okay. But I do like the idea of like once a year you should take stock of like just where you're at and come up with some ideas, come up with like a game plan. Right. So I'm just like, you know what, this year, like my car just cracked two hundred thousand miles. Like it's time for some love. It needs new headlight housings because they're one leaks water you know they make some new ones now they're all led headlights that was the thing i was going to upgrade to an led yeah. i was like i want to put a head unit in and um God, i figured you'd have done that by now the head unit thing we talked about like three weeks ago i just haven't had a chance to go down and play with them you know it's just like it's i gotta go to like a best buy and tinker yeah, and, what, does that still a thing like does like i remember as like a Late teen, early twenties, Shaheen. I would go to the places and be oh, like, yeah. "I want to get this cool Alpine head unit." Totally know what you're talking about. Is that yeah. still a thing? It's got to be right. But that's the thing; like, it's so hard to buy that online. Yeah, because you're like, I don't know if that interface is any good. I don't know how bright it is. I don't know, like, does it take like five seconds every time I click a button? Like, I don't. I there, can't tell that. You stuff. know, you should go into a YouTube uh, rabbit hole with that one. There's a <sighs> lot of really good videos that that uh, kind of people love giving their opinion, as you and I do here on this show. On YouTube. I'm so like, that's one of the things like I get down these rabbit holes of YouTube because I'm fascinated by the I'm trying to think of like a delicate way of saying this. It's like, it's like an influencer thing where it's just like, <laughs> Hey, I'm a layman. I know just as much about this as you, but I'm going to act as if I'm an expert. Yeah. Cause it's so, like, I have a hard time with that with like a lot of YouTube channels where you sit there like, you're just a guy or you're just a gal. You're just some Joe Blow like me giving their two cents. And I had no value in that whatsoever. If you say, hey, like I'm Shaheen, I've been in a professional car stereo installer for 27 years. Welcome to my channel where all I do is get head <laughs> units in my car. Dude, that'd be a great YouTube channel. <laughs> head review where I give head review. Reviews of head <laughs> units. Units. <laughs> for cars <laughs> I mean, but i bet that dude exists that person right you know and i just 
I'm not like hip enough to know who that dude is. You know what I do is I go on there and then I look and see how many views that one video has. If it's got like a million views, it's either yeah. someone making a fool of themselves or it's actual legit. That's true. I mean, that is that is a decent way of, of navigating that. But it, I don't know. I'm very aware. As like, The one that really gets me is like Instagram. Because oh. I go and I look at like the top Instagram accounts right. in the motorcycle space. Right. And like nine of the top 10 have to be just accounts that are stealing content from people like me. Oh, yeah. And you just sit there and you're just like, what a fucking useless platform. Like, I fucking hate Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's a little too showboaty for that kind of stuff. And it's just like, it isn't like, Meh. Instagram's literally like lifestyle show off. Look at me on my motorcycle doing things. Like, I do that. Mm-hmm. I go out on my bike and I take a picture of me out there and it's it's almost, I mean... I know why I do it. I'm doing it because I want to see more people come out and do it. And I put a, you know, healthy, fun message behind it. But more often than not, you look at some of that stuff and it's just like the ones that have a gazillion views are the ones that are just showing off. It's a lot of crazy editing and just trying to show you a cool, you know, visual story, I guess. I feel very old man get off my lawn when I complain about it. They're kids with their Insta TikToks. But you know what it is? It's, It's the illusion of authenticity. Ah. That's and that was like the said. whole thing with like social media. And that's why social media influencers actually kind of like had their day. It's because it was supposed to be like a more authentic, like these are regular Joe's giving yeah. a regular Joe's opinion. And then you start realizing like, well, regular Joe doesn't know shit. And regular Joe's way more likely to be bought and paid for than a professional. Right. You know, say what you will about like professional motorcycle journalism. I am way more skeptical of my social media colleagues than I am of my journalist colleagues. And there's a, bit of overlap between the two of them which is super interesting yeah I'm, I'm i agree with you i think the social media side of you know quote unquote influencers they are hmm, i think there's probably two different kinds of them right if you're really going to break them up oh is that do you hear that folks that's that green that's that fresh, crystal clear fresh green color Mountain fresh Dew. Uh, I believe it's probably the can is from 2021. Oh, it's from a bottle. It's from a bottle. Oh, it's a bottle. Yeah. I thought it was from the future. Yeah. It's okay. It's from 2020 then. So it's the 2020 bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think I think influencers, there's probably, if we're going to just narrow them down, I would probably say there's two different variants of them. There's probably the professional influencer that gets paid to do stuff. And then there's the average person who might have somewhere between, say, 3,000 to 10,000 followers. And that's still big enough for a small company to go, hey, you probably have enough eyes on you that I can give you this thing to show off for me. Yeah. And, and that that smaller scale influencer is probably easier influenced by the company to you know give a, a proper positive message. And I think at the end of the day, that's what an influencer does. They're, they're literally influencing you by a positive message. Whereas a journalist, you don't have to be positive. Your job is to be hopefully dead set honest about something that you've tried out whether it's a dish or a car or a motorcycle well as we know you don't uh get too many rewards for being honest Shaheen. Yeah, that's true um but but and I people like truth sets you free the truth does set you free huh? that's the thing like i don't know i'm very happy with where i fall on the on that whole spectrum i that's think so i think say. i think you've got a i think you've got a good i got a coda kitty in my lap i'm you got a coda okay. kitty in your lap and she trusts you and that cat pretty much trusts nobody else Oh, Except Hannah, I think she likes Hannah. She likes Hannah pretty good, which is weird because Hannah's so into birds. She's such she's a, a bird, bird watcher. Isn't I she? didn't realize Hannah was such a bird lady. She's gonna be a crazy bird lady. I just that's oh man. I hope like they're gonna get like 
I hope she has like They're thirty gonna get, birds, like, twenty canaries, and put them in no, a cage. No, but like, she's gonna have like different kinds of birds. There'll be canaries and chicken and and uh, peacocks. Peacocks, definitely peacocks. Oh wow, we just figured out what we're getting her for her birthday. Just a peacock. Where does one buy a peacock? I don't know. I got a guy. You don't. I got a wild. I got a wild exotic animal guy. Holy shit! Uh, you and I should just show up and be like. Here's a peacock. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Good luck. Got to feed it every two days. <laughs> it screams a lot, so I don't deal with that. It sounds like murder. Have you ever heard one of those things scream? <laughs> no, but in my in my mind, all right, this is this is going to take a minute to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell me everything. Have you seen the video again? YouTube. It's probably on TikTok. <laughs> it's probably on all the stupid shit. But it's it's the Taylor Swift song, and I forget what song it is. And then like right when she's like, I'm gonna do the like. The like little, it's a, it's a llama that goes, <laughs> no, I haven't seen yeah, that It's one. like a scream. No, I definitely haven't Hold seen Hold on. One. Let me type what, this is in. That the lo- no, no, no. That's the, is that the sheep that's on its back? Oh, uh, it, it, the- sh- it could be a sheep, 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 scream. <laughs> I think it's a llama. Uh, screaming sheep. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that's the sound. That scream. That's the sound I imagine a peacock makes. You know, I'm not even gonna correct you. I like that way too much. That's fine. That's fine. Yep, that's the noise. <laughs> Definitely is. In fact, if that's not our intro song for today's show, I don't know what is. We've unpacked so much like repressed Jensen issues in the first what is it, thirty minutes of this show. Um, I don't think we've spoken about a single motorcycle thing yet. Not really. No, we're well, talking we, about we the showy. About the showy. Settle down. <laughs> Settle the fuck down. Simadonna. Listen, 2020 has been a little tumultuous. This is, I feel like this is our chance to unload a little bit. <sighs> you know? Write to us at webraptalk at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us your best 2020 story. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And your plans for next year. Yeah. Tell us tell us your best story from 2020. It doesn't have to be happy. It doesn't have to be sad. Just it doesn't whatever have to be about motorcycles. Yeah, it could be about anything. It could be about the Taylor Swift sheep screaming songs. Yeah, uh, you and, know? What happened? What'd you do that was... <laughs> wrong answers only. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. That was... I love the wrong answers only thing. That's so good. <laughs> so, webraptalk at gmail.com. I want to hear about the most interesting that ha- thing that happened to you in 2020. doesn't have to be happy. doesn't have to be motorcycle related. doesn't have to be true. Anything. doesn't have to be true. Make something up. Make me laugh or don't. Make me cry. Two truths and a lie. Ooh. And then also tell me about your plans for 2021. I'm curious to see what you want to do. What bike do you think... Has like the least amount of crashes per capita. It's tough because like a Ducati Multistrada. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Think of the think of who rides it. Yeah, but like also think about how heavy it is, how tall it is, and then I think about who rides it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know what your bike control really is like. You know, here actually here's why I answer that so quickly. I look at insurance pricing. Okay. You know what it costs for me to insure my Ducati Multistrada like fully insured, lowest deductible humanly possible? No idea. I am way under $30 a month. That's pretty good. It's insanely low. Now, I, I just for shits I think and gigs. I think my Husky Supermoto is 100 a month. And I have USAA, which is fantastic. It is fantastic. But so I did a little bit of just for shits and gigs research a couple of years back. And called my insurance agent and said, hey, give me a favor. Just give me an idea of what, what it would cost for me to insure an R1M 
and a 1299S, which at the time they were sort of like the equals, you know, in that in that field. Yeah. Okay. Good comparison. So for me, you know, with my credit and my driving record, the the Panigale was like 48 bucks a month. And the R1 was like 130. That makes sense to me though. Because that's like the R1 squid bike bro dude. But even the M model. Yeah, the M model is a little surprising. As soon as it's R1, red flag. Yeah, that, that I mean that's interesting. Because like some of the bikes that I would be like, well, that bike's like a bike you're not going to do too crazy a thing on. But then I'm like, well, that might be a bike that a less experienced rider would be on. Right. That's an interesting thought experiment. So I think I, think, I don't know if I have an I answer. Mean, in my head, and maybe this is just me. Super Legera. Probably the, the least. That would probably be it. Absolutely. That would be my pick. A super Veloce, Super Veloce. That's that's most expensive DJ, than that. Yeah. Any MV Augusta. Forget it. Because they're just not going anywhere. No. They're just sitting. No, they're they're rolling art pieces. Super Monos. <laughs> MH900Es. You know, it's funny. Oh, definitely MH900E. I think I've only, in my entire almost 20-year-long career, I think I've only ever seen one like daily ridden MH900E. My buddy took his to the track and crashed it. Because he's a moron. I want to shake that dude's hand. Rick, you're listening right now. You're a moron. Rick, you you're know my you're a moron, hero. and I love you. You're like a brother. And that's why I can tell you this. Rick, man you're man. my hero. You're you're kind of a moron sometimes. You know, here's the thing. Say hi to your wife and kids for me. Guys like you and I, we can afford a certain dollar amount, right? Like, like maybe we can go out there and buy a V4R Panigale. <laughs> well, I was about to laugh. I'm like, I'm the asshole. It's like, oh, forty thousand dollar boat. Right. But that's the thing. If you buy a V4R Panigale, someone in our shoes, we can't not afford it. We could afford it. If we do things right, we can afford that. It would that. be a like, bad use of money. It would be a terrible use of money. And we're never going to use it to its limit because the idea of breaking it will literally break our bank. You could afford the bike. You couldn't afford the crash. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what insurance is for, I guess, but they're not going to. But the, my insurance on that would be bonkers. It's I, would not assume, that I would assume. It's not. It's I not that assume. bad. I don't know. But the insurance isn't going to cover your track day. Probably not. No, they won't. They, Unless you they, like do some weird lying bullshit. Uh -huh. It was a school thing, non-time. Mm -hmm. Good mm -hmm. luck. Right. I've seen that work like maybe 50% of the time. It worked for me once. Yeah, 50% of the time you're going to get away <laughs> with that. 50% of the time it works 100%. I feel like insurance companies are way more wise to it now than they used to be. Anyways, the point of what I was saying is like <laughs> guys like you and I would buy something super special like that and we'd only write it like a certain level. Whereas maybe somebody out there can afford to buy like, I don't know. 10 of those and they don't give a shit they can ride the crap out of it and wreck it and so maybe your buddy could afford the mh900 and oh yeah i know the snot he, out of he's it and fine be like, with it it's yeah. just another bike he's fine but it's just like it's such a beautiful bike I it's know. so not a track bike no god and then no. i think it had like the original tires that came on there's just, one for sale at our shop right now they're beautiful it's got like 600 miles on it if i, I had all the money in the world i would totally get one and put it in my Same living here. room absolutely I think it's one of the most beautiful bikes ever made period beautiful. i think that's why i like the super veloce so much it looks like that yeah, like that style. It. It's that, got that a little basic, bit of that in there. Yeah, that classic race bike style. Okay, so so you think the least crash bikes are probably those? They gotta be like those collectible type. Yeah, bikes. The, the hard to obtain ones. Yeah, no one's gonna buy a Desmos Adichie RR RC thirties or whatever. RC forty five. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the most crash bike? Six one thousand. I was gonna say R six. <laughs> yeah, R six. There's a lot of fucking R sixes. Um, are we putting scooters in this? Yeah, I don't think scooters crash as much as we think. They uh, I mean, are we talking worldwide or America? Wow, that's fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> you ever been to the? That's why I said. 
That's why I said per capita. Because, like, yeah, out of sheer numbers, yeah, Super Cups. Because there's a million plus of them around the world. <laughs> they are the most Just, direct. Yeah, come on. Like, every crash in Indonesia is going to be a Super Cup. Um, it's got to be sport bikes. You know, it's going to be like a 600,000 cc Jixer, Yamaha, Honda, Cowl, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it would it would cost me a, an, an adult with clean driving record and good credit four figures a year to to insure an R1. I don't remember what it was to insure my R1. It wasn't that bad, though. Probably wasn't that good, but well, it wasn't I mean, that bad. To be fair, um, I, I opted to insure it at the maximum level that I could insure it. Anything that I own as far as a vehicle is concerned is insured to, like, the max. It's like... And I always joke around with friends. Like, Can this I is why you, you buy the warranty too, though, man. Fuck yeah, I do, bro. I got I've used you. it. I got to teach you mathematics. I've used it. I've used it We're a lot. We sit down, dude. Long division. Listen, man. We just had a dude who brought his bike in and his fucking engine blew up on him. And you know what would happen if he had a warranty? Fuck all. He would have just walked away with nothing but a little bit of annoyance. He would have bought a new buy, a new motor and probably been fine with the money he saved from not buying a warranty. Nah, it cost yeah. him eighty nine hundred bucks. You know how much that warranty cost him? Like twelve hundred bucks. What's the expected value on that? Well, what on a motor blowing up? Is it more than 16.5% or 25% or whatever it is? I mean, no, it's not. On, 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 no, no bike. No bike is there a bike where one in eight of them blow up. One in eight of them. Because that's what it is. No, no, no. I mean, we discussed this before. A warranty is simply a promise that if something goes wrong, you're okay. No, warranty is a lie agreed upon. <laughs> Just, <laughs> show me on that cat where a warranty hurt you. Right here. The, oh, right in the here. tail? Kicked you right in the tail? <laughs> the cat could give two fucks about anything we're talking about. These cute little ears, I swear. <laughs> um, so Did good news, Shaheen. It's been like 45 minutes, and we are here. I can't see where you're pointing at. On the on the list. Nice. We've covered at least three things. <laughs> We've covered barely one. <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about, if if only briefly, Okay. Ovali GP2. Because I'm actually pretty excited about this. You want to talk about something? This is like the this is like the dinghy of the motorcycle. Yeah, world if right you want to talk about something, I'm kind of into for next year. I didn't really finish my thoughts for what I want to do for next year, but that's fine. <laughs> Ovali GP2, like I I got a chance to ride an Ovali GP0, well, the one I don't know if it was a 190. It's probably one of my favorite pictures of you. Yeah, you just like if you've never seen a polar bear fucking a football, <laughs> this is as close as it's going to get. Like I just I'm not built for that bike i mean the bike wasn't built with a 6'2 220 american in mind no it was like it had like a eight-year-old spanish kid in mind man yeah <laughs> and like and like and to a bigger issue i just could never get comfortable with the way the input was coming back to me as a rider like it just it was a very unnatural feeling thing i don't know how anyone adult size rides those bikes i know people do i know there's guys close to my height that really? do it um, Brandon Kratu, who's like in charge of importing them into us, he's not that much shorter than me. He's, a, he's a lot more fit. You know, he's a skinnier dude. He's probably like a buck 80 wet, but still a pretty big dude. He doesn't have any hair. So there's that, uh, you know, we are a lot more aerodynamic without our hairs. <laughs> We're hairier dudes. He's got some <laughs> rad stories. <laughs> Never going to Thailand with him. <laughs> um, but like I just like it just doesn't work for me. I like the concept. I like the idea. I just I can never make that commitment to the GP zero because it just it doesn't feel right. I'd rather be on a Grom or something. But the GP two is like five inches longer, four inches taller, three inches wider. It's physically bigger, and it's got twelve inch uh, wheels on it, so you can 
you can get a pretty good diversity of, of rubber out there. In fact, Pirelli makes uh, uh, a version of their Diablo Corso Rosso 2s for it, which is wow. fantastic. Yeah, great tire. Um, there's a bunch of it's, – it's the same wheel size that the Grom uses. It's the same wheel size a lot of scooters use. So there's a really good – there's a smart move to go to a 12-inch wheel. And I sit there and like, I would love to get a rip on it because it's like, that might just be big enough that it makes sense for me. And boy, would that be a great go-kart track bike, 50 bucks a day, a training tool. Like it, it would re- probably replace the supermoto in my life. What, wow. What's the cost of admission? 6,500 bucks in the US. What? 6,300 euro in Europe. I kind of want one. Yeah. You guys aren't dealers anymore, are you? No. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I have they- thoughts on that, but. Okay. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I have no insight into your business and, and the dealership and how being an Ovali dealer it's works. It's entirely too. I'm kind of on board with the Ovali thing, though. I think that's a cool thing to be on board with. I think an Ovali thing would be great for a dealer that has multiple lines. Yeah, because it's just it's it's such a think how specialized a Kramer is. Yeah, and then make that even more specialized. Yeah, because you're only really appealing to a very very specific clientele with that. I've just seen, um, we've got a guy local who's selling the Sunday uh, flat track bikes, yeah. which are literally an Ovale for a flat track. Right. And they're Same like 2500 bucks if you build one. Yeah. Like hardcore build one. They're super cheap. Yep. Um, and he's sold quite a few of them. And it makes a lot of sense. they're 2500 bucks. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. This is a little pricier. It's super moto territory. Yeah. It's one of those things where. I think he would probably be a good person because he that's like his specialty. Yeah. And he also sells tires. So, you know. He can... Yeah. Well, Bridgestones, but yeah. Bristol might have a tire in there, though. They got to. Well, they don't have scooters in Japan? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> they got to uh, have something. Maybe they have something that's specifically for that part of the world, and we got to, like, beg, borrow, and plead for them to ship it this way. Are you trying to die? Are you trying to, like, why are you picking fights with a lioness? I why I did that. That was, sorry, Koda. I like that she, like, licks your finger. Yeah, she's like, all right. Oh, we're, we're cool now. We're cool. Yeah, we're, we're but fine. you do we're it again, fine. I'll fucking we're kill friends. you. I will murder you in your sleep. Yeah. Guess where I'm going to poop later. She almost killed you just again. I know. She's super triggered. You're like a Bernie Sanders voter. Cat, you have you never heard the phrase "Don't bite the hand that feeds you"? Like literally. This is the thing, though. Like the automatic feeder, no longer the hand that feeds her. Oh shit! Yeah, I, uh, I loophole. Uh, Didn't you, think that you, one all the way through. He done fucked up. So very curious about the Savali GP2. I I like the idea of it. Um, I think they're going to be out like in February ish. You think you do one of those um um like what is the race that you did with that old Kawasaki? Oh, the 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 Sang yeah, uh bold organ. Yeah, the SFRC. Yeah. If you could do that with the with the Novale. Oh totally. They're, That'd be they're, amazing. The the I think the top three bikes last year in the modern class were Ovales. Oh shit. Um, it's almost like a cheater. It's so lightweight, like it's like there's zero Dude, impact on you <laughs> i remember we had another omer racer was on one and i was chasing him down on the gpz that i was on and like he was definitely faster than me but like i could i could kind of hang like i could mix it up in a couple turns but i had to work for it and i had to be faster in certain parts of the track and right. have a little bit better track knowledge to hang and there's no way i could do it over the course of a stint it was like a Two, three lap push, and oh, that God, was you'd it. Be, you'd be out of breath. So um, they're fast. You know, it's 20 horsepower. Yeah. And it weighs, what is it? It's like 70 kilos. It's like 156 pounds off the top of my head. I could literally pick that up. You can literally pick that up. <laughs> uh, so it's it's interesting. I like the idea that there's like a slightly bigger one. 
that maybe like could be more adult size, right. but still keep that like approachable go kart track, track day, fifty bucks. We're and we've got a great go kart track not far from us. We do. Pat's Acres. That place is amazing. Pat's Acres. I haven't been to yet, but we have Mc, the McMinnville go kart track. I can't track believe as you've well. never been there. They don't do a lot of motorcycle days. In fact, it's it's our local boy Andy Debrino who's kind of been putting that together. Yeah. So God bless him for that. He's doing the Lord's work. He sure is. When he's man. not drifting a BMW around there. I, I like that's his new thing. Drifting. It's his new thing. I, that, you know, some people are just talented no matter what kind of wheels are under them. And own a zebra. And owns a, literally a zebra. <laughs> a zebra. Like the animal. Zebrina the zebra. Zebrina Zebrina Debrino. Say that five times fast. Crack me up. Leather wrist rot. What was it? What was your wristwatch? Oh, wrist, <laughs> Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Okay. Woo! Oh, you did it. Oh, it's pretty good. You did a very good job. Pretty good. In your face, Miles. If you're listening to us, suck it. Try to say Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. You did a good job. It's not bad. Your mouth makes a very funny shape when you say it. <laughs> um, but, 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 okay, now I get to the bullet points of like what we're going to do for the show today. Yay, we're finally through the show. We're like uh, almost an hour in. Good. We might be breezing through this a little bit quicker than I thought. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I really have with this. I didn't really want to like top five stories from asphalt and rubber, blah, blah, blah. I but, mean, it's 2020. You didn't do like a top 20 story. Yeah. There's like some stuff that I just kind of like wanted to like look back on and be like, hey, this was the thing. And this was actually, you know, like a really popular thing. So I went through the top. I literally went through the top 30 stories of asphalt oh, and rubber. What did you, you will it down to? And looked it down. I mean, I just kind of lumped them into general topics because like. Like here, okay. Number one story on asphalt and rubber. Wait, you're not going backwards. You're not gonna be like number five, and then like work your way around. Ah, one? fuck that. All right, number one. Start, start big. Oh, dang. We, we'll finish strong. Don't okay. worry. We'll finish strong. Okay. Number one. Number one. Ducati Superleggera V4. Uh, this was my number three story of the year. My number six story, and my number thirteen story. Wow. That's why I was saying like I kind of lumped them into things oh. because. Wait, how come that one bike was three different stories? Like, well, because like like one of them's like two of them actually are different photo leaks of the bike, and one uh. of them was. Ducati announcing Project 1708. Right, right. And those were, you know, three high doing stories. And I wasn't going to like sit there and be like, let's talk about this again. It's just kind of like generally. Yeah. But I think that's totally, totally fair. Like our site covers a lot of Ducati news. It's such a pretty bike. It's such a pretty bike. It's, it's like, it's stupid how pretty it's it is. It's so bonkers. It's, it's so, because I remember you and I talked about it when we first heard about it coming out. And we were both kind of like, and I still agree with what we said. I Listen, do. If you got to make something too. this buck wild, don't make it look like a Panigale on steroids. Just make it look like Batman's bike or something. Just do something stupid. But as soon as one showed up to our shop and we uncreated it, every one of us took a collective gasp. Like, <gasps> it's not ugly. It's not ugly at all. Ducati does not make ugly super bikes, and this is the least ugly of them all. This is pretty. And I got to ride one this year. That was pretty special. I know. I, I know you wanted to ride it more. I did. But, dude, you got to ride one. I got to ride one, but I like not like you. I got to ride it for three miles as a test ride after we pre-delivery inspected it. And you got to ride it on a track. Yeah, it doesn't suck. No. Um, it, helps making, it helps making the V4R a justifiable purchase. <laughs> no. I'm like, wow, <laughs> saving... 60 percent 60,000 literally 60 percent less yeah um you know what when i rode it on the streets of portland oregon uh did you feel like the winglets were helping you I, you know they held me down at 30 miles an hour no <laughs> actually all jokes aside that bike was so unbelievably timid not timid tame at street speeds 
Like, it didn't feel like a $100,000 race bike that no, just needed to rip my head off. That's approachable. You ride it around. Ride it around town, put it in sport mode, and just kind of putt-putt around. That, that is the one advantage of that V4 over the V-Twin. The thing with the 1299, you have to ride that bike at at least 9 tenths. Yeah. But 10 tenths, the, the harder you ride it, the better that bike gets. I and agree. it's really a hard bike to ride at 3 tenths or even 5 tenths. Yeah, it's very... Which would be like a street type of pace. <laughs> Yeah, you're better off with the 959 at that point. Absolutely. Don't don't do this to yourself unless you're at that level. Absolutely. Um 959 Street Fighter 2021. You think so? I absolutely think. No, 2022. 2022. Yeah. I feel like there's so some inside v, knowledge I bet, there. I would I would put money that there's going to be a V2 Street Fighter. I'm squinting at Shaheen very you like, are. trying you're, to read your soul. No, no one's you know, Shaheen. Dude, Ducati what do you know? like like you know like something. A, just a Zip it. All right, we'll, t- we'll talk after the show. They say nothing. I want to get to the bottom of this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I got plans to poke the bear a little bit. I think I, got, I told you about my plans. I got four feet of fury over here. I do not fuck with that cat. Cody no. Kitty is my enforcer. Uh, and f- fine job she does. No, I haven't heard anything, but I would put money. 2022. I think so too. 2021 to. is probably a little early. Well, they've already pretty much introduced all the 2021 bikes. So oh, that's a good point. It you're, might be a, it might be right. like the second half of the year at best, but I doubt right. it. No, you're absolutely right. I'm still in 2020 mode. Yeah, 2022 sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I would bet V2 Street Fighter. Yeah, probably going to be like fourteen to sixteen thousand dollars. Probably higher. Yeah, sixteen at least. Listen, we already made a bet. You already <laughs> owe me a lot of burgers. Don't go. Don't do this. <laughs> How much is a nine five nine? Panagali. Uh, How much is a Panagali V2? Seventeen ish. Yeah, sixteen. What I said, Jensen. Yeah, I was saying you, you gave a range. I was like, no, it's the higher end of that range. I'm a, I'm agreeing with you, but also correcting your wrongness. <laughs> but I, I don't think That's they're going called quantum physics. I don't think they're going to do multiple versions. I think it's just going to be just uh, the one and done. Yeah, like I mean, think of the 848 Street Fighter. There was just a street 848 Street Fighter. There was no mm-hmm. S model. And the Panagali V2 is like that as well, right? But there really should be. Well, they did the 959 uh, SP. Remember that it had like the, it had like the super legera paint scheme and like the Olin suspension on it. Yeah, I remember when I did my V two review, uh, we talked about there's a there is a gap between the V two and the V four where a V two S could live. Absolutely. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think I think what Ducati should do is kind of like what they did with the eight four eight, where there should be an SP option. That just has better suspension because the V2 is a pretty fucking good bike. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what my issue was where I was like, what I would like to see on an S. Was it the suspension? I don't think it was a suspension. Suspension's okay. It's like socks. Oh, can't remember. So it's one of my ago. sales guys who's a genuinely fast rider, he he rode the V2 and his only complaint was really, he said that at some, at like the at the limit, the suspension is just not what you want it to be. Yeah. But like at that limit. And if you're going to be riding at that limit, then you should be changing that stuff anyways. I don't disagree with that. I don't hate on that. Um, next big story. Number Ooh. two. Number two. Harley Davidson Pan America. <laughs> and this is like a twofer. Like one was, you remember that advertisement? This is actually the second most popular story in Asphalt and Rubber this year. The the advertisement non-advertisement that was like did you really save all your money for your life to ride a polaris oh yeah yeah dang that got a lot of traction. I remember harley got salty they got a little salty it was a little like we're not quite doing this officially but we're kind of doing this officially well, didn't porsche do that initially it was it's a riff on a porsche yeah app. what the germans can do it but the americans can't yeah yeah 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Wait, so what's going to be like, did you really save all that money to ride an Africa twin? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually Af- did because Africa, I wanted to Africa, be reliable. Africa's and pretty, uh, good, pretty good bike. It's like 14 <laughs> grand and you can kind of go anywhere with it. It's got a silly <laughs> DCT gearbox. Uh, I can't wait for you to get one. Mm, yeah, we'll see. I'll have to talk to, talk to my guy about that. Um, and then oh, also, no, Can you please send a, I don't know, a little monkey with it just so I can ride that around? Thanks. Probably put knobbies on it. Put the monkey on the back. I still think you and I, we talked to Honda about this a couple of years ago at Coda, and they looked at us like we were growing horns, but it's like, hey, can we have a pair of cubs so that we can go adventuring on them? I thought you meant bears. Can we have a couple bear cubs? A couple of bear cubs. We're going to teach them how to play poker. Yeah, and- we just want to pet them. They look very cozy and cute. Coda's lonely. Coda's so lonely at night. <laughs> just imagine these bear cubs chasing the poor cat around the house at night. Uh, the other big story was, um, this was actually in the top 10, the Pan America price leak, which we broke, boom, right here on the podcast. What, what? So yeah, a lot Drag of, a lot of ink on the Pan America. I think I went down to like top 50 and there's a couple more stories. Like that's, I mean, I think it's fair. I think Harley Davidson coming out with an adventure bike. That's big news. That's huge. You know, this is, this bike is going to have a lot of buzz around it. And I think truthfully and this is this is a freebie for harley davidson marketing department for that bike to get that much buzz on my site where we're kind of let's be fair not harley not big on harley davidson not like we're very sport bike focused we're very track focused your your comment section is huge on that story but every time i talk about harley davidson blows up blows up very excited to see what the pan america is all about we said you know we broke that news yep it was actually funny to see the pushback to that where it's like that can't be true and i'm like you know what I'm not saying it's 100 true but it's more than 90 it's more than 95 i would bet a lot of mountain dews on the veracity of the truthfulness there so i think some people are going to be the funny part was the, the pushback that you got it was almost like you're the one that's doing the marketing for the bike like hey you know that asphalt and rubber is just telling you the story as it's being like which is hilarious like can i think of a brand like internally that's more hostile to me not like not like 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 they go out of their way to like do things to me but i'm just like i guarantee you no one in harley davidson's marketing department's like asphalt and rubber love that guy he's the best well it's because they're that's a safe harbor for us to you know this is probably not gonna make any friends for me in the harley world but i think that's stupid of them if if somebody is constantly your biggest critic then go after them go try to prove to them that you are good Send that fucking Pan America here. Let us ride it. I just, yeah. It's, well, here's the thing. Like, it's like, people love to cry, to cry foul. That, truthfully, that comes, like, it didn't even phase me, Shaheen. It didn't even phase me. I know, I talked to you about it a while ago, and you were like, meh. All. That's every day in my world. Like, you wrote something good, so you must be in bed with them. Or you wrote something bad, so you must be, like, a hater. You hate, like... <laughs> I love like like BMW guys. Like I you I every, you never say anything positive about BMW. I'm like I say plenty of positive things about BMW. I say plenty of negative things about BMW. I say plenty of positive things about Harley Davidson. I say plenty of negative things. You know what I do? I just tell you what I think. I haven't. I don't I've, really have an I've agenda. Heard you talk so much about Ducati and you own those. 
No one's paying me you enough for them. me to like sway my opinion. Let's just put it that way. I know that's ain't nobody showing up with a check big enough to make me change my mind. But we're, <laughs> this is gonna full circle back. We're in the world of influencers where people think that the influencer is totally. influenced. Totally. Clearly, they think you're an influencer, Jen- Jensen. I think journalists are the original influencers. That's what cracks me up about the whole social media influencer thing. Like, you know who the original ones were? Us journalists. That's why you invite us to press launches. Yeah. I have a whole publication that got like 5 million readers this year. How, how many Instagram followers is that worth? I don't know. Actually, you don't have that many Instagram followers. As I don't it have any. I don't put any time <laughs> in my Instagram following because it's a fucking racket. I don't get any money from that. I don't get anything from it. I have a website that generates 10 times what the largest Instagram follower has. And I have better comments. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I don't mean I don't know. Interesting to see the spike though. I'm super interested to see it. All right, number three. Number three. This is gonna this is gonna go back in time a little bit. I'm gonna see if you remember this. Whoa. Kawasaki. Yeah. Ninja. Okay. 25R. Oh man, I'm still bitter about that bike. This so like I hope someone at Kaw- I don't think anyone at Kawasaki listens to us to be I honest. So. I mean maybe Kawasaki USA, but no, they don't. That guarantee you. What? They, I, I've Honda never, listens to us. Shaheen, I've never been to a Kawasaki press launch. Oh. I've been doing this for 12 years. I've never really? been to a Kawasaki press launch. Wow. Like I, I don't even get press releases from Kawasaki USA. I get press releases from Kawasaki Europe. They're like asphalt and what? I, Jonathan Ray on his like end of year, look how awesome I am video <laughs> quoted twice from the Paddock Pass podcast, which I produce. Yet Kawasaki <laughs> USA does not have my email Crickets. address. Crickets. <sighs> so, but... If just hoping against hope that someone at Team Green is listening, that bike was the number four story on Asphalt and Rubber. It was the out of like just stories about new models. That was number one. That was the most talked about bike release. That beat of out twenty twenties. That beat out that about that beat out the Superleggera. That beat Ooh. out the Pan America. That beat out the. It's Honda almost CBR. like people want a high revving 250 cc four stroke motor around. Here. That's my thing. Where I'm like, listen, there is a market for this bike here. I don't know what the price point has to be for you to bring it here. Under ten. I imagine it's about as much as a Ninja 400 though. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, if it's really like a seven thousand eight dollar thousand dollar bike, there are people that will buy that. And I'd be real. I'd be one of those people that like I would really like to ride. I bet if that, that bike was ninety nine ninety nine, it would still do all right. If they get if they put like decent brakes and suspension on if it. If you put some decent shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's got it's got pretty good shit on it out of the gate. You know, it's got a quick shifter. It's got fully adjustable suspension. It's got traction control. Does it have traction control? I feel like it does. Like that bike to me is like a modern Aprilia RS two fifty. Yeah, it's a good example. I want that bike. I mean, two stroke versus four stroke yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like same idea, same idea. lightweight yeah. little high revving little fucker oh i want one so bad it could be a little lighter it's still kind of a little but it, hey put some forge wheels on it you, you know you you you, yeah. you judge it up your yeah way. i'm not hating i get why it's not coming to the us but i wish it did even if it was just like a you have to pre-order it through your dealer like like how they do with the h2 yeah you got a three-month window to right. order it from your dealer we're going to bring one shipment in, like one boat of them is going to come over and that's it. It's this price, maybe it's a little expensive. 99.99. I bet they would sell them all. If they if you if they did exactly what you just said and they sell it for 99.99, it would sell out. Bring like 250 of them to commemorate it being a 250. Yeah. 
There you go. They will fucking sell out. Your your top level dealers, it's like a reward. Yeah. Yeah. Look at all the super veloces and super legeras and all that shit that sell out that quickly around here. That'll sell out. It's so unique. It's so weird. It's so crazy. There's enough track day nerds that are like, I just want to rev the shit out of that thing yeah. and see what happens. I want to I want to make the little man cry. Our bratty little sister that we never asked for, she would probably rock that thing. Yeah, she would. You know why? Because she'd fit on it. Yeah, she's tiny. She's like a little bird. <laughs> um, number four. Number four. Number four. This is a little surprising. Oh. Honda Trail 125. What? Really? Yeah, go figure. Yeah, but I mean, it's cute. Like, that's another bike that I can imagine almost everyone having one in their garage. Yeah, I liked it. Another story I have to get out before the end of the year. That's, again... One of my favorite pictures of you, just midair. I saw the picture <laughs> of fun. Zach in the air in that thing, and he's, Zach, he's way up there. Zach, I told you the story. Full send. I told you the story. Fucking crazy, man. I'll retell it because it's so good. Because it's it's like this trail. It's like a pretty, I wouldn't say it's super steep, but it's fairly steep. And we're getting like, that, that photo's taken maybe 100 feet from the summit of this trail. And we are, so we're all staged at the top. And we're going one at a time down and then back up for the photo. And you see, like, I don't know, Nick DeSenter or someone from, from you know, what's it, where's he at? It's like Roadrunner Magazine. I forget where he's at now. He used to be at Ultimate Motorcycling. You go and you see him, and you kind of see, like, his helmet, like, pop over a bush and then come back down. You're like, all right, cool. And you see the next guy to go. You know, it's like Rennie or whatever, and it's a little bit higher and comes back down. <laughs> and then you see Zach. You don't just see Zach's helmet. You see Zach's, like, torso like, and then, like, the of bottom of the bike. Like, he's getting, like, four feet of air as yeah, he comes like... back down. Yeah, you're just like... <laughs> Like, oh, right. I guess someone uh, has some leftover postage stamps because that just got <laughs> sent. So, yeah, it was that was well done. I did not fly nearly as high. Yeah, I saw that picture. He's way up there. Like, Always way Both up wheels there. off the ground. Both wheels. Well, I think all of us had both wheels off the ground. <laughs> yeah, but like his wheels were his, like you in a different fit, zip code. You could fit many a watermelon. <laughs> if that's the metric of how far things are off the ground that I, I constantly use. A couple of full size and a couple of personal watermelons. watermelons could be oh, yeah. stacked. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I'm a little surprised by that. Um, this is this is giving me a little bit of like bike. a thought process about the the trends of what the low current motorcycle buyer is looking for. Look at the ones that are right now number three and four. We've talked about two small displacement yeah. motorcycles. Yeah, that cost you know a very reasonable amount of money. I mean, well, the ZX the 25R we don't know, but. Both those bikes, those are both bikes I would love in my garage. And yeah. they're super, like, it's not an inconceivable idea. Well, and the thing is, there are two bikes you would love. There are two bikes you would love to have in your garage, but you can't really articulate why you would want them in your reason. garage. Like, park that next to my Multistrada. I'd be like, hey, don't fall on this bike. You'll crush it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, number five. Ooh, number five. Not surprising to me. This is right in the A&R wheelhouse. Okay. But again, another message to a manufacturer that maybe you should build a bike. Maybe you should build a bike and bring it here. Oh boy, which one? Honda CBR 600 RR Japan only. Uh, yeah, but I think the days of the inline four six hundreds is over. I get it. I I, I, I hate it. I, I, I don't like it. it. It's it's. I understand. This is making me feel aged suddenly. Like I remember back in the day when an F two was such a cool bike. First bike I had was an F two. Awesome bike. Do you have a Smoke and Joe edition? No. Come on, that would have been so cool, that purple and yellow no, thing. I had the red, gray, and black. Still a good-looking bike. Good-looking bike. 
Um, so stoked I didn't die on it. Uh, <laughs> it's because you were on a 600, not a stupid 900 at the time. I just, I mean, like, I never got in trouble with the power. Like, I was always really good about the power modulation with my hand. And I, like, that's a skill that I think has carried me all the way through motorcycling. I get, I get on the power pretty well. I'm pretty smooth. Um, but I just think of, like, my formidable days as an early motorcyclist. Like, I remember the first time, like, I blew a corner and target fixated on, like, the other <laughs> side of the road. And I went, like, two feet up, like, a hill, like, the Ooh. cliff. And, like, I just said, I'm like, I don't know how I didn't die right here. Like, I didn't have... Because a low horsepower bike. Well, no, because it wasn't, like, a horsepower thing. It was, like, going around, like, a bus stop of a bend. It was just it was just a vehicle control thing. It would have happened to me on a leader bike. Yeah. And it would have happened to me on a 300 bike. Like, it was just, like car comes out in front of you and you panic break and what do you do do you how do you swerve and like i didn't have i got lucky in this in the respect like i didn't have like good motorcycle role models around me i didn't really have anyone which is maybe good in itself too because i didn't get wrapped up too much like with a bunch of squiddly guys like there was like two groups that i rode with like twice that were pretty squiddly and I think if I had, we've all had that. I think if that was like <laughs> if I was like a regular member of their cl- of their right. crew, I would have ended up like underneath a pickup truck within a year. And so it was probably good that I was just like, ah, eh, these guys are too broy. I don't want to hang out with these bro dudes and do my own thing. Um, taking a picture of her. Yeah, little ears. Thing is a T man. These little ears over here, they're so cute. Um. But I'd never had anyone like sitting there and be like, okay, like I'm going to go on a ride with you. I want to make sure like you stay mellow and you do your thing. And I'm going to take you under my wing and show you how to do it, which I feel like is a really important part in modern motorcycling. Like Absolutely. having someone with a level head that'll like go out and ride with you. I mean, that's why a lot of states have mandated that you have to take a class at some kind of an yeah. MSF thing before you go. Well, that was the thing. So in California, I could get my permit by just doing a written test. Right. And that was what got me on the road. I rode for almost a year on a permit Woo. before I went down to SoCal. And got my license. I didn't get my license until I went to college. So I rode that, like, basically end of high school, like, last, like, weeks of high school into the first month or two of college Mm. on a permit. Um, I guess that's not a year. That's, like, six, maybe eight months. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty on on a CBRF, too, which I should. should, That brings the story full circle. Um, I would... I'm disappointed Honda's not bring this bike to the U.S. I'm too. I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. They need something. If they're not going to do the 600, they need to make like a, a VFR 800 type bike that, that fills that role like the same way a KTM 890 right. type bike Ooh, would. Ooh, like a VFR 400 like standard would be cool. Have the V four, but have like a like a CB one thousand style. Oh, I'm thinking of a V two. I'm thinking oh. of like a twin cylinder, like almost 800, 900 cc's. Like because that's kind of probably a parallel twin, kind of like the either Africa parallel twin style or V twin. Like yeah. I know it depends. Like I don't, I don't. I can make arguments for both. I think parallel twins going to be the new thing. I do too. We used to make fun of them back in the day, but now they've figured out how to make them cool. One eighty crank really helped. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not 180 crank, uh, 270 crank really helped. Um, the CBR 500 is just a little too, 
it's like my glass of Mountain Dew right now. <laughs> the ice is melted down, and I'm just kind of <laughs> drinking like a diluted you have the otter essence, pot. The essence of Mountain Dew. Yeah, but it's mostly water. I've lost the syrup. <laughs> they need to have a bike in the in that space that's got a lot more syrup. A little to more it. Mountain Dew in it. Maybe not so much syrup as a 600 CBR, <laughs> but like. Maybe like a Mountain Dew on a hot summer's day. Ooh, that sounds you know? delicious. The ice is melted just a little bit, mm. but not a lot. Just mm. enough to open the flavor up mm. like a like a scotch. <laughs> I like the non-drinker talking about scotch over Listen, here. Listen, I know things. <laughs> I've read things. I know how to read. I got YouTube. Have you, <laughs> you've seen my search history. Uh, <laughs> um, what else we got? We got time for... Yeah, we got some time. Fuck yeah, man. Um, my next category, stories that a and broke that are in the, the top ones. So um, we, we already talked about Brap Talk. We, yep. we broke the story about the Honda, or not the Honda, the Harley. The, the Harley. Pricing. Uh, pretty good on that. What'd you break on A&R? Um, Number one. We broke the story about the next generation or next revision to the Kawasaki ZX-10R. We had all the, the infos on that about yeah. two, three months ahead of everyone else. Boy, that came out to be a really pretty bike. I <sighs> said so no one ever. Mm-hmm. They Why? Just why that design? I don't understand. I want to understand, but I don't. To be fair. To be fair. Kawasaki's de- design language is very consistent. That's fair. I don't know like why they keep like doubling down on that. It's like, I was going to like make an analogy that probably gets me on the wrong side of a Me Too movement. Um, Careful. Danger. Danger in Portland. Look, Coda left you. Coda got off my lap. She's like, I'm done with you. Even Coda was like, mm, not, mm, You've been nope. farting on me all show. I am <laughs> done with it. Your ass stinks. <laughs> the greatest fear has been realized. <laughs> um, it just, it just, like, that's a design that just never puts out. Like, it just... <laughs> I don't like. I don't know why you keep taking it out for dinner. It's just <laughs> never gonna put out. <sighs> Your sexual frustration towards Kawasaki is very, very weird. <laughs> it's because they're green. Uh, you do love green. It's like a green M M&M. and um, It's just like they're the king of the insectoid design language. Yeah, but movement. they used to have again. To me, one of the most beautiful bikes ever was Kawasaki ZX7 R. Like, why couldn't they just bring that back? Which which year? Like the late oh the ZX seven ZX seven yeah. okay you're talking like Eric Bostrom land right um but 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 KTM the uh, suspension shenanigans on their 890 series being fully adjustable when they have like no preload liar, adjustment liar so that was uh that was in the top twenty the other two were in the top ten uh so that was pretty cool maybe in Austria that's considered fully adjustable I don't know maybe they have different meanings of fully adjustment over there you know. Maybe it was just lost in translation. Maybe it was lost in translation, Shaheen. <laughs> Maybe it was. Eternal optimist. Maybe over here. aliens control, um, you know. Maybe the earth is round. I don't dolphins know. Dolphins migration. I, I don't know. I mean, we just never really know. We just found out the other day that there's there's no future. It's all predetermined. Right? Um, I need you to stop reading That thing that you books. sent me was the same thing I saw. I, I imagine so. That's why I sent it to you. Yeah. Uh, and I read it. And I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> and like, and I've been, I've been thinking about it. And I've been reading some other stuff. I don't know who that guy is that's narrating. It's like a BBC video on right. the relativity of what was it called? Shit! Simultaneity, the relativity of simultaneity. 
Uh, you can say simultaneity, but you can't say Irish wristwatch. I said Irish wristwatch twice. You just fucked it up now. No, I just did. Because <laughs> I had to say twice afterwards. <laughs> Irish wristwatch. Suck it. Suck it, bitch. <laughs> Suck it like the little bitch that you are in your wristwatchy ways from Ireland. <laughs> Yar. I need to find a brand that's Irish that makes wristwatches. What are you wearing? Uh, an Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch there, matey. I don't know why it's like a pirate <laughs> sailor a pirate. guy. <laughs> At least it wasn't Russian. <laughs> this is an Irish wristwatch. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Yeah, you it like. It tells time. It tells time very mm. good. Soviet Russia wristwatch irises you. <laughs> Soviet Russia wristwatch wears you. Uh, <laughs> we're such idiots. Uh, indeed. Honorable mentions for the year. Uh, Yamaha Tenere 700 coming to America. You guys, you did it. Just slow clap. clap slow out. clap. Didn't know you guys it was going to happen. It. I'm proud of you. You beat us. You beat Because we said we were going to put out a Goldwing video. We did the Goldwing video. We did the Goldwing video. I only committed twice. to doing it. We did the Goldwing video twice, by the way. I didn't commit to editing it. That's fair. You didn't. But you we did the video. It, you can go right ahead. We did it the first time, and we realized that it didn't record shit. It was so cold that day. What happened to your cat? Your cat's broken. Cat's broken. We got to reset her. Why is she staring at me like that? I don't know, but I'd be worried if I was you. I'm super concerned right now. Uh, uh, Husqvarna, Norden 901. Hat tip to you, sir. I am super excited about you that. You are. You are way more excited about that bike than I am. I just like that styling. I, I don't know that's what it is. That's I don't like about it, though. I know. And that's what makes the world a special place. I would love... We should, like... Who decorates your house, Anne? Decorate? Yeah, see? This, like... Look, your house looks like something out of a GQ magazine. My house looks like somewhere I live. I don't know about GQ. It's I mean, it's something. all like so it's well put together and there's lines and I got fucking, a nice couch. I, like too, couch. I love this couch. I love that couch. This couch is mighty. There's a fire. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Uh, I will come over and help you throw it over the fucking porch. So you notice I rearranged the furniture? Mm -hmm. I moved that couch by myself. Jeez. Do you know how much that couch weighs? Uh, 100 pounds. More than that. I have no idea how much it weighs, but it was, <laughs> it was heavy. It was heavy. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hernia waiting to happen. Jeez, don't do that. I gotta lift with your 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 legs. Use your butt. Uh, last honorable mention: a motorcycle that got. I didn't write down how much traffic it got. I remember off the top of my head, it got a lot. Uh, might be like in the top ten actually. Like ever? I think, it's in, the, the I think it's in the top ten for twenty twenty. Okay. The new Ducati Monster. That that bike that bike is that made some waves. Boy, has it ever? Was that the 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 debut from Ducati this year, or was the Multistrada V4 in the, your mind? Both of them were the debut. Well, yeah, but like, which one do you think was like the bigger deal? Uh, to Ducati, the Monster. Yeah, because they were, they were, I think, horrified. I think they didn't know what kind of. I think they knew they were messing with people's perception of what you know this monster should look like. Right with the Multistrada, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, there's going to be next iteration. There's going to be next iteration." And you had some people kind of complain about the lack of Desmodronic valves on the Multistrada. And ninety nine percent of these people that were complaining about it couldn't even tell you how that sh how that shit works. But no, on the yeah. Monster, the thing that people were concerned with, I think, was aesthetically, it was it's a little bit sharper looking. I personally like the way it looks because it reminds me of a MV Agusta, which is never a bad thing to say in my mind because I always like it's like saying, "Ah, you're." Ford looks like a Aston Martin. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I think it looks really, really good. But the fact that they went away from the trellis frame made people lose their shit. 
And it's funny because everybody's like, ah, oh, it doesn't even have a single-sided swing arm. I'm like, uh, the bike it replaced didn't either. In fact, the bike that that one replaced didn't have one either. So it's, um, I don't know. The, we talked about this before. You know, there's there is people in the motorcycling world that like, I think they just have this like fond memory of what something used to be back in the day and they loved it and they had a poster of it at some point 20 years ago and they want that to still be the case. But they forget the fact that this bike has lost 40 pounds. It's gained horsepower. It's got lots of tech on there. And somehow or another, Ducati's doing it without bringing the price up. I don't understand it. The the thought I just had in my head was, what if Lamborghini came out with a new Countach? But like changed it? Yeah, and it, and and it just looked, named it Countach? And like, I wouldn't say it didn't look anything like the Countach like that a I had modern on my iteration. wall as a kid. Right. But like a modern design of that. Right. Softer lines, more modern engine. That yeah. shit that doesn't leak every minute. Does not doesn't make your ears. Have you ever been in one? No. You lose hearing after thirty seconds. It's so fucking loud in there. But I mean, I like that. But yeah, because I remember that. That <laughs> was that. What the monster is for? I think hardcore monster people mm-hmm. is what the Countach and the Ferrari F forty were for me. Right. As like a kid, as a car enthusiast. Right. And like the F forty evolved into the F fifty, which evolved into Enzo. I don't. I don't even know anymore yeah. where the lineage is. But like. You can kind of see its progression, but I kind of like, I would really like to see something like the Countach and maybe the current lineup of the, uh, uh, I'm totally blanking out what the modern day Lamborghinis are called. Oh, the, the, Con, Con, I was going to say Contador. That's not right. Well, there, there is, uh, honestly, I, I've actually lost track of them because I'm just not in the cars anymore. But like, here's, this will date me. My last Lamborghini knowledge really ends at like Murcielago and Gallardo. Yeah, the guy art. But they don't even make those anymore. I think they've moved on. There's like Aventador now. Aventador, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. But, but. Huracan, I think there's a Huracan now. But my thing with all those cars is they all kind of look the same. Right. And they all kind of. It's a wedge. And they all kind of, yeah, it's a wedge. And they all kind of come from the Countach and the Diablo, you know, and they're just there. But. Ah, Lamborghini changed when they stopped making tractors. You know, I tell you what. (laughs) I tell you, it grinds my gears. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. And like someone says, like, would you really? Would I really want a nineteen nineties, nineteen eight? When they come out, eighty eighty four seven. I was no, seventy no, something, like the LP four hundred or whatever it was called. C o u n t a c h. I believe seventy four. Look at you, sir. Nineteen seventy four to nineteen ninety. But can you imagine if that came out now? You'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, what the hell, guys? What are you doing here? But that's the same thing in my mind. Where it's like, it's like. Could you take a more iconic design? Right. And like, just by the sheer fact that you changed it, it doesn't matter if it's for the better or the worse. The sheer fact that you just decided, that you changed it. Just that you did. Yeah. It's going to stir up some some hornets. Yeah. And it's all about emotion, right? That that design element is just emotional. It, it impacted you one way or another in life and you wanted one and maybe you got one. But I promise you, if you get on an original M900 monster and this new thing and you rode both, we know which one you're going to like better. The one that's not constantly choking, the one that's not constantly leaking, the one that's not having a hard time starting, the one that's not so heavy. And yeah, maybe the one that's old school M900. Like I'm going old school, 1993, 1994 M900, right? That's the iconic monster everybody has in mind. But they forget like how many iterations have been since then. We've we've gone through so many different monsters and I get it. I really... The more I look at the design, the more I'm like, I see the change that everyone's concerned with and the the thing that everyone's talking about. 
but remember, this bike is going to be offered to a much broader swath of buyers, right? If you're going to compare it to a Yamaha, chances are that person who's looking at that Yamaha might also be considering this. And so as a retailer, I love that. Fuck yeah. Bring more people towards me and this monster. Because now you can have a bike that has a lot more offerings for around $12,000. When you look at what the original purpose of the M900 Monster, what that meant to the Ducati brand back then. Right. This new Monster is the exact same thing. I agree. It means the exact same thing to the current Ducati brand. And that's as pure as it gets. I agree. I say that as someone that doesn't like the old Monster and likes the new one a lot. So... Which actually impresses me a lot because, I mean, you you have always been someone that's been kind of meh about monsters. I'm not a monster guy. Um, sorry, Miguel. Like, it just... <laughs> you didn't, it didn't do it for me on that one. Like, I just... I got a thing about round headlights. Yeah. Uh, truthfully, that's what it is. Like, that's my biggest gripe is oh, the I round know. headlight. That's probably why you don't like that Norton. Uh, it's a big part of what it's I don't like about the Norton. It's got a round headlight. I, I, even, like it. I got a fun Norton story. And I think I've told you this, and I think I've told our listeners. But it's worth retelling because it's just... I mean, we're, we're recapping 2020, man. This happened last year because... But it's a good, like, Jensen Beeler is kind of an asshole sometimes. <laughs> Not intentionally, just built that way. I but, respect you how you are. <laughs> we're at Eichma for the Norden 901 unveiling. And um, one of my friends that's associated with the brand introduces me to his compatriots that he's with. Doesn't really introduce who they are. So his fault. At the end of the story, it's his fault. <laughs> He's, He's like, like hey, hey, this is Joe. <laughs> yeah, here's Joe. Here's Bob. Here's Nancy. Cool. How are you guys doing? And I forget. Someone was like, oh, what do you think of the bike? And I'm like, eh. Yeah, not, not really. For me. <laughs> don't really like the way it looks, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you know, like I really like the. This is right to the heart of it. Yeah, I really like the KTM 790. It's the same platform. I like the mechanical part of it. The split dash looks really cool, but I just. I just don't care about the way it looks. I really just don't dig the design at all. <laughs> Period. Why is that guy crying? And, guy, and I go like, like, did you work on this project? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, cool. What'd you do? He's like, I designed the way it looks. And I'm like, cool. So I'm an asshole. I think wow. I literally, I think I literally said that to him. Like, cool. So I'm an asshole. Oh, look, hors d'oeuvres. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, I literally think I just said like. I remember saying, cool, I'm an asshole, and just being like, I don't know how to continue this conversation. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you know, you asked. God damn it. I did that once. Like, I just know how that feels. But you know what, though? I've heard this from a couple of designers before. It's it's that same thing with the job. Like, someone on the internet torched me for publishing something about Harley Davidson. Right. Welcome to my Tuesday. Yep. I don't, doesn't phase me. I don't yeah. care. I think it's... It's been explained to me. It's kind of the same for designers where it's like, oh, you didn't like my design. That's part of being a designer. Yep. Nine out of 10 people did. You're the one out of 10. That makes it sound like maybe you're the guy that's wrong. You know, and I've I've hated some bikes that come out and they sell like hotcakes. So right. what do I know about design? I mean, I think I know a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. But it's just, it's just kind of interesting. You're just like, cool. I don't know how to get my foot out of my mouth. I would just change the subject immediately. Did you guys know the Earth is probably round? <laughs> Let me tell you about the relativity of simultaneity. <laughs> Can you guys say Irish wristwatch? Irish wristwatch. 
Uh, you know, the thing is, I want to hope that all of our listeners are trying to say it now. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish. Suck it, Miles. <laughs> our friend Miles can't say Sam, it. Sam can't say it. Save his <laughs> life. His gonna life depended on it. He's going to call you just to scream it in your ear. <laughs> Irish wristwatch, motherfucker. You happy? Boom! <laughs> oh, Shaheen, I think that's it for this year, my man. Well, um, so you're going to do more of what in 2021? You're going to go sailing? Oh, <laughs> fuck. We didn't finish that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I'm going to ride some motorcycles. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll do some some sailing. I want to maybe do some racing with that. But the lead into that was to say, you know, I've got a pretty robust season plan with uh, racing the Kramer. Yep. Uh, when are you picking that thing back up? I have no idea. Whenever Kramer Joe says I can. I'm excited. I want to go with you next time we go to the, into the tundra. You want to? Yeah. And stick your truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll throw it in the back of the truck. Actually, good. That'd be way yeah. better. It's not too bad off the forerunner with that moto tow. No, but we have to make sure we take a ramp with us. But I got a ramp. I got one too. I got a ramp. I got a guy. Nice. Sure. Let's do that. That'd be fun. It'd be way more fun with a companion. Probably. That was a long trip by myself. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of reflection. It's a whole lot of what am I doing here? Listen to a lot of Game of Thrones books. Um, I listen to the 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 not the ones about the TV show. They're pretty good. Huh. I'd recommend them. All right, The Hedge Knight. That's what it is. Oh. Um. See, so yeah, I got a pretty robust program. I want to win the one C plate at, at Omra. Uh, brappy little stepsister is gonna gonna. You know, she's just keeping it warm for me, basically. She's a she. I don't think she's gonna let you just go without a fight. Um, I think that's cute. I think it's oh, adorable. Man, I am concerned about your health and well being. I think that's an adorable thought. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like keep podcasting, keep doing the site. Gonna keep pushing Anr Pro. Um, I want to thank uh, the two gentlemen that 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 basically sponsored this episode. Nice. Uh, we'll call one the professor. Wait, is he like some kind of like professional killer? What's the deal? No, he's a professor. Like literally? Of BRAP. Oh, he teaches people how to BRAP? I assume that's his name. Professor of BRAP. And the other one is a, a twin of Africa. I don't, n- neither gentleman emailed me, but I saw him come through and I saw them. A twin of Africa? Yeah. They They know. They're listening. They know. I do want to ride that Africa twin off road a bit. I'm I'm looking forward to doing a little ADV. I'm excited for that, especially uh, as things thaw out in the spring. Yeah. And then what else? What else is there? Um, I think I've got a date with that electric bike, the the light fighter. Ooh. That Troy's been riding a lot yeah. on. Um, but, 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 he's been putting some miles in that thing. He has been. Ah, Troy. He's so cute. He's adorable. He's like, if you could just feed him, you just feed him like a little M and M. Like just, once a know, week. Troy's probably one of the few human beings I just want to put in my pocket and just carry yeah, him exactly. around. He would make the perfect kangaroo. Like the little Joey. Oh, the little Joey that goes yeah, inside just goes the goes out of your pocket and you just yeah. hop around with him. Yeah, he just like... You he, look at him. He's got like a kangaroo look to him. He's adorable. And he bounces around like one. Which is funny because we're like, Rennie's on like our little, uh, you know, endurance team. And right. Rennie's Australian and he hates kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, they're the bane of your existence out there, man. They're like vermin. I wonder but. how they taste. I think we talked about this. Probably delicious. I wonder. Surprisingly good eating uh, Impala. I can only imagine how good that is. Really good. I mean, if deer is as good as it is, an Impala must be even better. I was really like, man, that is a tasty. That is a tasty Impala. (laughs) That is a tasty deer. (laughs) 
Um, well, actually, it's an Impala. Yeah, what else? I mean, I got like, I mean, motorcycling wise, I want to break some track records. I want to win some races. I want to win some championships. Um, I'm trying to think if there's other like non racy stuff to do. I mean, that's kind of been my focus lately, but uh, truthfully, like getting vaccinated, getting back on doing press launches and traveling the world and getting to ride a lot more bikes. Like I didn't ride nearly as many bikes this year as I could have had the pandemic not happened partially because of can't travel to Europe. Right. Partially because it kind of got to the point where like, you know what? I'm just not going to risk it going on a plane down to California. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of press launches. So I was just like, yeah, it's just not worth it guys. Um, and I'm not going to drive down there to just pick up a bike. So are they usually in the L.A. area or in the Bay Area? Usually in the L.A. area. Oh, so it's a 15-hour drive. 15 hours for me. Yeah. It's tough. Um, and that's one of the downsides of moving to Portland. Um, I knew that when I came here. But I can't live in L.A. I just can't do it. You know, there's there's upsides to being there. Like, Southern California is beautiful. I just There's just so much about it I can't do. I mean, I heard nobody walks in L.A. Nobody walks in L.A. San Diego, maybe. Good moth fleet down in San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. I believe it stands for whale's vagina. Whale's vagina. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's funny. As much as I like gold wheels, I don't have anything gold on me ever. And I feel like I'm failing as an Iranian. We're going to get you a gold watch. Like an Armenian Iranian too. Like I should have some gold on me. When do you turn 50? In nine years. No. Fuck. In eight years and a couple of, I'll be, I'll be 42 in like a month and a half, man. Wow. We'll get you a gold watch for it. Not an expensive one. What not the getting, fuck? We're not getting that many. No, no, no. Listen, I'm Persian Armenian. It has to be a fake Rolex. Fake Rolex. A Folex. A Folex. <laughs> Gold plated. Or a Tag Heuer, but it'll say it'll say Tag Heuer on it instead. <laughs> <laughs> tag Hour. No, actually, maybe Taj Heuer. <gasps> Is that a brand? That'd be amazing. A Taj Heuer. It'd be very nice. Unbelievable. Well, sir, it's been a, a great year podcasting with you. It's been amazing. It's been a great year podcasting for our listeners. Um, really enjoy reading. I, I, every now and then I poke my head in on the emails and the Instagram There's some really messages. Good ones. There's some good. We have some great the, listeners. The, the engagement is probably my favorite part. They're of hilarious. Time. We get some great ones. We yeah. get really, really good. Um, and I would say at this point, probably 100% positive. Oh, don't put that out there. I like it. That's we get a standard. A, we get a lot that's of good, a, positive that's an unachievable conversation standard. with people. Like, it's not any... I think here's why. I think because as a podcast, people look forward to listening to us just do our thing. And they're part of the conversation. And that's... I like engaging with them because you, they choose to listen. No one's forcing anybody to listen to us. And God dang it, if someone's forcing to listen to this, stop. What if that's the thing? What if there's like a CIA like a torture dark site? What you're gonna do is listen to these idiots and rattle on about yeah. grabbing terrorists and like listen. Which it's it's either twelve more hours of Shaheen and Jensen Oof, or you tell, tell us, us where the, the plans code. are. <laughs> Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> I want you to please record yourself saying Irish wristwatch. And just either email us or put it on Instagram or something. Wrong answers only. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's close down this dumpster fire. Let's, let's, uh, let's put out this dumpster fire known as 2020. Oh, my God. I saw a meme that says 2021 as in W-O-N. I was like, I don't like that. 2020 yeah, didn't that's win. That's stupid. That's stupid. I don't like you. This is why I'm going to not follow you anymore. 
if you're listening to this podcast, you made it to the end of a crazy maze. Congratulations. Thanks for being with us. Way to get there. I like it. I appreciate it. Make good choices. And always, safety third. Good talk. See you out there. Bye. I have exercised the demons. This house is clear. (laughs) (laughs) That might be my favorite scene in the entire movie. Where he opens and closes the door. Dude, I laughed so hard. I hate that movie so much. What? Oh my God, I laughed. It's too stupid for me.